I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday, and ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and I have to finish up my little story here because... I was giving Chris a little background on the history of Che Guevara because Chris is stupid and didn't know about him. And d- d- he, was, he was Castro's right-hand man during the Cuban Revolution. And he didn't have any real skills, a little bit of medical training, but he loved to kill people. He was a complete sadist. He would, when, when they were executing people, and they were always executing people, Che would volunteer often to do it himself. Once Castro won the revolution... Che was put in charge of the political prison so they could kill all the old people. And Che loved it. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Complete nut job. And then, of course, eventually he gets put in charge of the economy and Che decides to put in communism because he's a communist. Surprise, surprise, it didn't work and people started starving to death. Eventually he got kicked out. He tried to start a revolution in Africa, Congo, actually. Only the problem with that is uh, Che was a horrible racist and hated black people, had just the worst things in the world to say to black people and would talk down to them all the time. Well, uh, that didn't work out very well. He, why did he go to Congo, Chris? Because communists believe communism has to be for the entire world. Even the black people Che Guevara hated. And eventually he got kicked out of there too. They ran him out of there. He, he finally tried to start a communist revolution in Bolivia 
because he was a worthless loser. He didn't do anything, didn't accomplish anything, and he ended up uh, dead. He ended up dead. Uh, American Green Berets worked with the Bolivians, and the CIA was involved to help track him down, and he is no longer alive. And uh, God bless the man who put him down. Shogun. You are in medieval times, and you enter a battle with swords, shields, etc. It's 100 versus 100, and your 100 soldiers are modern-day professional athletes. Ooh. Do you choose NFL, where you get a variety of fighting types like receivers, linebackers, and linemen? Do you choose NBA, where you get half freakishly fast, half freakishly tall? Baseball for the sword swinging motion and coordination and don't sleep on soccer. He says, even though it's a communist sport, those little guys can run in circles for hours and tire out the other side. What says the Oracle says you can say my name if you like. I can't even believe I'm about to say this. I would go with basketball. It, it, allow me to explain. Obviously, you would think NFL right off the bat, right? But one thing that one thing people do not understand, especially if you've never been in the military at all, and especially if you were in the infantry, one thing you don't get is how exhausting it is to carry around tons of weight. Tons of weight is really, really hard. And because of that, I look at ancient combat differently. And I think, I suspect, the movies get a lot of it wrong when it comes to how they conducted themselves. Because, look, I don't care how in shape those Romans or Spartans were. I don't care how many push-ups they did. You can't hold a 30, 35-pound shield up to protect yourself for any significant length of time. Now they would they would swap those guys out, you know, you'd be at the front for a while and then you'd go back, but that level of exhaustion is brutal. The spears were heavy. I was in a uh, uh old weapons shop one time when I was running for Congress in Arizona and he had all these cool old guns and he had a Roman gladius in there, a Roman sword. And I don't know the actual weight, but you know, gladius is not exactly a long sword, not at all, but I reached down and grabbed it. And it's not like I couldn't lift it or anything. It was fine. But I was shocked at how heavy it was. It was way heavier than I thought it was going to be. If you're dealing with that ancient combat, you need people who are not only fast, you need people who have significant levels of endurance. I mean, you'd be tempted to say, I want the NFL defensive linemen. Yeah, they're going to be great for about 30 seconds. And then when they're gassed out, I don't care how big and strong you are, if that shield isn't up where it should be anymore, you're going to die. And NBA players, as much as I despise the NBA, NBA players are in shape. What, Chris? Ooh, hockey players actually. You know what? I rescind my answer. My new answer is hockey player. I came up with that on my own. Chris didn't say anything. I changed my answer to hockey player. Definitely hockey player. No question about it. Oracle. I'm not cool enough to listen to your show live. So today, while listening to your awesome podcast, I was screaming bursitis while you were talking about your broken wing. He's talking about my elbow. The doctor will most likely stick a needle in it and drain it. And he did that. And remember, it's not a bursitis. It's a cobra bite. All right. On a side note, next time you order pizza, get a side of nacho cheese and dip that triangle of goodness in there. It's a marriage made in heaven. Actually, it's funny you bring that up. 
I don't dip the pizza itself in nacho cheese. I dip the crust in. I dip the pizza in ranch, oftentimes buffalo ranch because hot sauce and pizza is amazing. Dip the pizza in ranch. Quit shaking your head, Chris. And then when I get down to the crust, I dip the crust in nacho cheese. How about that? How about that? All right. Remember, remember, the border's wide open. And Chip Roy, I'm going to play this again. I played it for you in the first hour, but it's a little long. Chip Roy blasted Mayorkas today. And this is very revealing for what these people aren't doing to protect this nation. Uh, Mr. Secretary, there have been over 1 million plus individuals put into proceedings or released into the United States on your watch. I've asked multiple Border Patrol personnel, not the union, mind you, if we double, triple, quadruple the CBP budget, would that 1 million release go down? And they categorically said no, it would go up. Do you agree, yes or no? I'm not sure I understand your question, Congressman. With the addition... With the number of people being released in the United States under current law, would it go down no matter how much you increased your budget? Um, uh, and it would not, as uh, they said. Do you agree, yes uh, or no? Uh, Congressman, if I understand your question correctly, when individuals are in the United States and they make a claim right. for so asylum... The number would not go down is the answer, right? Yes or no. That's what they said, and I think you just answered it. It would not go down. Um, the only plan that you offer, the plan you just offered, is to process aliens faster and encourage more to come. We know that to be true. I know it's true. You know it's true. Cartels know it's true. And people around the world know it's true. And that's why people are coming. That is false. The secure, it's not false. Yes, it the is. The entirety of your plan says that. The Secure Fence Act of 2006 says what? That the Secretary of Homeland Security shall take all actions the Secretary determines necessary to achieve and maintain operational control over the entire international land and maritime borders. Will you testify under oath right now? He still has another minute. Sit back and listen. Now, do we have operational control, yes or no? Yes, we do. And we have we operational are, control of the borders. Yes, we do. And, Congressman, and we are working to... Listen to what operational control defined. In this section, the term operational control means the prevention of all unlawful entries into the United States, including entries by terrorists, other unlawful aliens, instruments of terrorism, narcotics, and other contraband. Do you stand by in your testimony that we have operational control in light of this definition? And Congressman, I think the um, Secretary of Homeland Security would have said the same thing in 2020 and in it, 2019. No, the the, the, well, the Secretary would have at least had a basis for saying that we have some sort of control of the border. But the fact is, we currently have people flowing across the border, including dangerous narcotics and dangerous members of terrorists, which your own agency sent a letter to my office after eight months we sent a letter saying there are 42 people on the terrorist watch list that are in the United States. But you just said to Mr. Jordan, you don't even know where the hell they are. That, that's what you're saying is operational control, including entries by terrorists and unlawful aliens. It's not. It's not operational control. Mm-mm-mm. Guy had an email on this. Jesse, I'm a sales manager at a luxury car dealership, and I know you have seen slash worked with people like Mayorkas. His job is to fade heat and specifically not answer questions. That man is so shameless, he would literally pee himself in front of Congress to get out of it. If GOP leadership isn't pushing for impeachment of this guy and anyone else up to and including Biden, they need to be replaced. It's unbelievable McConnell and McCarthy are hiding behind Manchin and not on the attack right now. They both fear the media more than the voters and need to be replaced if we are truly to win in November. Listen. If you're unhappy with GOP leadership, so am I. But understand this. Until we start engaging a lot more in our primaries, we will never get a change. We can't continue to send the same group of losers back to Washington, D.C. and then expect different results. We just had a big primary here in Texas for governor. 
people were all mad about Abbott locking down the state and Abbott being terrible and Abbott this. And then Abbott got like 60% of the Republican primary vote. So nothing changes. If we don't change the people who are there, nothing changes. All right. Somebody has something to say about Air Force PJs. We have Father's Day questions, all that. There's a lot more coming up still on the Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get to that, let's have a talk about your cell phone. Where do you have your cell phone plan? Do you, every single month, do you send your money to Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile? You know what they do with your money, right? They take that money you give them and they go make TV commercials. They go make TV commercials that are against everything you stand for. And they pour that filth into our society. And they're pouring that filth with your money. You're funding it. And I'm not... I'm not pointing fingers. I've actually had all three of those companies. My last one was uh, T-Mobile, actually, before I switched to Pure Talk. Pure Talk will never do that to you, ever. Pure Talk is a patriotic company. Their CEO is a Vietnam veteran. They love the country so much, they hire Americans for customer service. When you talk to them, they're not only based in America, they speak English. The average family saves over $800 a year. You can switch in less than 10 minutes. It's cake. Keep your number. Keep your phone. Or get a new number, new phone. Whatever you want. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the, the Jesse Kelly right. Show on a Friday, baby. A Friday. What's better than a Friday? Gosh, put a smile on your face. The weekend, the weekend's already here. I'm not gonna say almost here. It's the weekend, Chris. Don't shake your head, Debbie Downer. Gosh, what a bore. Jesse, I enjoyed your interview with BK. He and all like him helped me sleep better at night, knowing that if I ever got shot down, my best chance of getting out alive would be due to expertly courageous PJs like him. Washed up, has been A-10 F-16 pilot. Says I can use his name. His name is Ken. Yeah, we interviewed my buddy BK earlier this week on one of the shows, and he was an Air Force PJ. Those PJs, uh, they're uh, pararescue is what they are. People don't understand the Air Force has maybe the toughest group of special operations guys out there. Like, you talk to uh, Navy SEALs, they'll speak about Air Force PJs like they're the toughest guys around. It takes like two years of training to even become one. These dudes are studs, and I mean studs, and that's, that's what they do. They go out, and they find our guys, even if they're behind enemy lines, and they treat them, and they bring them home, and it is... It is awesome. But what they do is awesome. Those guys are such a cut above. I just I have tons of respect for the guys out there putting it all on the line who do that stuff. All the special operation guys, they're all just they're all amazing. I'm a I'm a fan for sure. Hey Jesse, last week you said you're most comfortable in boxers with no shirt. With Father's Day coming in a few weeks, what are the chances there will be Jesse Kelly boxers for sale? 
I know my son would love such. Uh, says I can say his name. Her son's name is Joe and her name is Bonnie. Um, I don't think it's appropriate to have Jesse Kelly boxers. Do you, Chris? I don't think we should sell underwear. Is that in that? I don't, what am I asking you if we should sell something for? We all know what your answer is going to be. I don't think it's fine. I know people need underwear. It doesn't feel appropriate for a family show. It doesn't feel appropriate. Or maybe we should. Does the face go on the front or the back? Well, I think that's an important question, don't you think? Just the name, right? Not the face. The face is probably too far. What if what if we put my face on each cheek? There's two faces on the back. What? That's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. All right, but again, I know you guys want merch. I've, I, I know I've said this to you a thousand times. I swear we are getting on it. There's a lot of stuff going on. We are getting on getting you merch. I'll explain again that I've ex- what I've explained a hundred times. I don't, I don't like feeling like a ripoff artist, and I don't like people feeling ripped off, and I don't like buying stuff that's made in other countries. I understand that's inevitable sometimes. I know it's inevitable sometimes. We all have stuff that's made in other countries. I find it bordering on impossible to find American-made merchandise and i want to sell if we're going to do jesse kelly show merch with bumper stickers and shirts and hats and stuff like that i know you want what chris shirts and stuff i know everyone everyone wants that kind of stuff. i get it i don't i don't want to charge people an arm and a leg and if you get something that's made in america now especially stuff like that it costs a fortune and that uh, that would feel really gross to me i mean if there's some family out there that enjoys listening to the show and they want to, you know, get their. She wants to get her son some boxers, or a T-shirt. What if you go online and we're selling merch and a Jesse Kelly Show T-shirt? It's like forty dollars. Man, that would make me sick to my stomach. I can't, I can't justify that. So that feel. I don't know how to merge those two worlds. I want American-made merchandise. I want you to be able to buy merchandise. I think it's cool. You want it, but I don't want to feel like a ripoff artist. That would feel so scummy and wrong to me. Like if we started getting emails from people of Jesse, I'm hard up. I want to buy a hat, but I can't afford it. That would make me feel about two inches tall. That, I don't. I don't like that at all. So we're we're trying to figure out how to source some merchandise that we that's made here that doesn't cost a lot. All right, I, we're efforting it. We're efforting it, Chris. That's a great word. We're efforting it. You know what we need, Chris? You know what I need after that? I'll tell you what I need. The girls from New Jersey. Oh my God! It is. Hey, how you oh doing? Oh my God, Murphy! How you, are you doing? Such a you're having you fun with your family. In the meantime, you're having all kind of other bullshit. No, no, I'm not drunk. As a matter of fact, well, can you put your mask on. Please? You can go yourself. How's that? Well, you I don't need a mask on. You know why I don't need masks? Because there ain't nothing like wrong with me. I like your Trump. Phone. You're right. Guess you who Trump likes? He likes my dad. Yeah, yeah, he do- no, he doesn't like your oh, phone. He does. You you know what? You <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I love them. Oh gosh. All right. All right. Let's get back to the emails. You know what? You know what? No, no. Pause on that for a moment. We're going to play this again. I may play it again during the show. This Dr. Yuval Noah clip. We're going to get, you know what, Chris, give me some more Yuri Bezmanov because we're going to play some more of this. Remember, we are dealing with the communist cabal of elites and they are out to destroy your freedoms, and they do think they're the good guys as they try to do so. This debate about um, privacy versus security is as old as civilization, you can say. But there is something new now. 
for the first time in history, it's possible to completely eliminate privacy. Mm -hmm. It was just never possible before, and it is possible now. Something fundamental has changed. Mm -hmm. I mean, dictators always dreamt about completely eliminating privacy, monitoring everybody all the time, and knowing everything you do, and not just everything you do, but even everything you, you think and everything you feel. Whether it's a tyrant in ancient Greece, or whether it's Stalin, they always dreamt about it. They could never do it, because it was technically impossible. Now it's possible. These people are real. That's, that's, that's not some hidden guy. Remember, they're currently, right now, in your country, in my country, they are currently setting up a government organization, a government group under the Department of Homeland Security to, quote, counter disinformation? That's insane for America to have gone there. And, and all this, I don't know about you, I feel like all this happened like yesterday. In the land of the free, we were arresting pastors for having church. Remember that poor guy paddleboarding in Venice Beach by himself? And the cops went rolling up to him. And the boats, they brought the cop boats out and then put handcuffs on him and frog marched him off the beach in the land of the free. And now we're creating a government organization, a government organization dedicated to stopping disinformation, a censorship board with powers. Remember, this is falling under the Department of Homeland Security, a government organization with powers to try to shut you up for wrong think, for saying the wrong thing. That's wild to me, but that's where we are. All right, we have more. We have a question about Charleston. We have a question about Green New Deal killing people. We have all kinds of, we have all kinds of Ask Dr. Jesse questions like how I got my doctorate from a community college. Hang on. Hannah Storm and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We'll get back to your questions in a minute, but I, I get a lot of questions about the various communist street groups that are helping the communists in America. You know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the climate change nutters, all these various street enforcement groups. Even even down to, you know, I, I, would, I would lump the professors in there. Professors, journalists, these these people who are constantly doing the communist bidding. And one of the things I try to explain, and it's been explained before, is these people aren't going to hold any power in the end. It's one of the most baffling things about it. These losers, like Black Lives Matter, they think they're somehow going to get a seat at the table. Brother, you're never getting a seat at the table. The tech billionaires, the politicians, they'll be sitting at the table you, you'll probably be thrown, get thrown in a gulag before I will. I mean, they, they talk about this all the time. How many times have we played for you this, this Yuri Bezmanov clip? Former KGB. And he came over here. He defected. He came over here. And he was explaining what's done with these people and why it's done. Sit back and listen. Remember, these people at least take heart in this. All these little animals, none of them are ever going to have any power at the end. They won't be allowed was done under the guidance of, of the Soviet embassy in Hanoi and same thing I was doing in New Delhi to my horror I discovered that in the files where people were doomed to execution there were names of, of 
pro-Soviet journalists with whom I was personally friendly. Pro-Soviet? Yes. They were idealistically minded leftists who uh, made several visits to USSR. And yet, the KGB decided that come revolution or drastic changes in political structure of India, they will have to go. Why is that? Because they know too much. Simply because, you see, the useful idiots, the, the leftists who are idealistically believing in the beauty of Soviet socialist or communist or whatever system, when they get disillusioned, they become the worst enemies. That's why my KGB instructors specifically made the point, never bother with leftists. Forget about these political prostitutes. Aim higher. This was my instruction. Try to get into... into uh, large circulation established conservative media, rich, filthy rich movie makers, intellectuals, so-called academic circles, cynical, egocentric people who can look into your eyes with angelic expression and tell you a lie. These are the most recruitable people, people who lack moral principles, who are either too greedy or too uh, suffer from self-importance. Uh, they feel that uh, they, they matter a lot. Uh, these are the people who KGB wanted very much to recruit. But or, to eliminate the others, to execute the others, don't they serve some purpose? Wouldn't they be no, the ones they, they rely they on? They serve purpose only at the stage of destabilization of a nation. For example, your leftists in the United States, all these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of the, of the uh, uh, subversion only to destabilize a nation. When their job is completed, they are, non, they are not needed anymore. They know too much. Some of them, when, when they get disillusioned, when they see that Marxist-Lenin has come to power, they, obviously they get offended. They think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. They will be lined up against the wall and shot. There's the plan, leftists. Enjoy burning down those businesses. Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Save the planet, climate change. None of you will have any power in the end. None of you. Dear Menu Whisperer, I'm taking my fiance for a trip down to Savannah, Georgia and Charleston, South Carolina soon. I know where to go in Savannah, but I've never been to Charleston for more, before. Are you familiar? Where do I take my dime for some good food? Your wisdom is appreciated. It says I can say his name. His name is Matthew. One, I've never done Savannah I have people who've done Savannah. I hear great things about Savannah, but I've never done Savannah. Charleston, I have done several times. Charleston is one of the great, if not the greatest city in the United States of America. I love Charleston. I love Texas. I love where I live, but I would move to Charleston tomorrow. I would move there tomorrow. It's just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. The history is there. I told you about the haunted jail tour we've gone on there, but there are two things you need to do in Charleston. Eat like a pig. And go see that gigantic World War II aircraft carrier that they have there. I think it's the Yorktown, if I remember right. They have a World War II era aircraft carrier there. And I don't know about the COVID rules. I'm sure that screwed everything up. But when I went, they let you go into the aircraft carrier. And when I say in, I don't mean a couple sets of stairs and you walk around and just take a peek. They let you go down into the bows of the ship. And it's one of the coolest things ever. To see how massive it is and how just these ships are awesome. One, go to the aircraft carrier. Two, a couple places you have to eat in Charleston. Yes, of course, I know all the restaurants, Chris. 
Eli's table. What, Chris? What? How do I know the name? Why would I forget the name of something that's given me so much, Chris? Of course I remember the name. Eli's Table is the name. Make sure you go eat at Eli's Table. Phenomenal food. Last time I was in Eli's Table, I had a French onion grilled cheese sandwich. Maybe the best thing I've ever put in my mouth in my life. (laughs) Quick, Chris. Next, it's actually not in Charleston proper. It's in uh, Mount Pleasant. Pages Okra Grill. Pages Okra Grill. I could go on and on, but this is probably getting a little too specific. (laughs) So there, go enjoy Charleston with your dime. Dear Oracle, you talk about how the Green New Deal will kill massive amounts of people. Can you break this down for us in ways it will affect everyone should the commie scumbags secede? Uh, There are a bunch of ways that I could explain this, but let me try to do this uh, the easiest way. If we were to, let's say, eliminate oil and coal, well, that's 80% of how the world gets its power right now. Eight, zero. That's 80% of how the world gets its power. Even if you're in a situation where you could survive, if you were to take away electricity from people, just taking away electricity alone would kill Oh my gosh, Uh, hundreds of millions, if not billions. And even if it wouldn't kill you specifically, it would kill so many poor people who don't have access to the things you have, especially in poor, like developing nations. There are so many African countries that would be virtually wiped out. They would be wiped out when you don't have any more energy to produce things for people. When that, when that power source is gone, you would, oh, the, the death count, like I've said before, would exceed Hitler and Stalin and Mao combined. It would. It would exceed them combined by a long shot. The biggest death cult on planet Earth is the climate change people and understand why that is. The basis for climate change, which is all a big hoax, by the way, pushed everywhere. The basis for climate change is that carbon, the carbon dioxide, the carbon you're breathing out, They view that as being a poison. Well, if you're producing the poison, then you're what they want to eliminate. Part of the reason the climate change movement is so deadly is they view you as being a virus on the planet. They think you have to be eliminated. It eliminates so many people because that's the entire idea behind it. That's the whole goal. You have to go. Otherwise, they can't save, what are they called? Gaia or Mother Earth? These stupid weirdo hippie freaks. It's designed to kill that many people. Does that make sense? You know what? I actually think, I think I might do a big breakdown on this on Monday. I think I might do a breakdown on this on Monday. Try to remind me about that, Chris, because I'll forget. (laughs) All right. We only have one segment left. Dang it. And there's lots of good, there's lots of good emails. I'm going to, I'm going to have to get to this. All right. First, let's talk about your sheets. You spend a third of your life in bed. One third. Where'd you get your sheets? You know the best sheets on the planet are the Giza Dream Sheets. And you know right now, they're 60% off at MyPillow. Six zero. 60% off. You can get them as low as $39.99, the best sheets on earth. 
and I would recommend getting two sets right now, then you can always have a set on your bed. That's what we do. As soon as we take one off, throw the next one on. Go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE, and that gets you 60% off your Giza Dream Sheets. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special promo code JESSE, or just call 800-845-0544. Go. Enjoy the best sheets ever. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show final segment. I am, I'm, I can't tell if I'm excited, but a little bit nervous. I think I'm both. I'm going to see a movie tonight. Now, I don't go see many movies because most of it's wretched communist trash. I'm going with my buddy Luis, and we're going to see that new movie, The Northmen, because I love Vikings. Which, which dude doesn't love Vikings? And here's what I'm nervous about. I've been told you have to be kind of an expert on Viking history to understand what's going on. I guess the movie's a little confusing. I'm not an expert on Viking history. And he thinks I am. No, no. Yes, Chris. Chris, I, I, believe it or not, I'm not an expert on all these historical topics. I'm just a fan. No, I know a bit. It's not like I don't know anything. I know a bit about their mythology and things like that. I know some things and, and their boats. And, and I know a bit. But from what I understand, knowing a bit is not quite enough. What if I'm sitting there? What if he's confused and he asks me a question and he's going to expect me to know? What, Chris? That's a good call, Chris. I'll just lie. That's it. You know what? Of course you just lie. I mean, why not? It's not like there's a ministry of disinformation. She had previously called the Hunter Biden laptop a, a Trump campaign product, seeming to discredit its validity or reporting surrounding that. How can can you assuage concerns of people who are looking at this person who's been appointed to this position and wondering if she's going to be able to accurately judge misinformation now that a lot of that reporting has been uh, proven to be factual in some ways? Well, I don't have any comments on the laptop, but what I can tell you is that it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation and misinformation from traveling around the country in a range of communities. I'm not sure who opposes that effort. Uh, yeah. So that's all. Look, I'll just I'll just bring Jen Saki along. But no, you're right. If he asks me a question, I'm going to do what any good friend would do. I'm going to lie and I'll make up an elaborate lie. I'm, I can lie. All right. Well, I'm not above that, Chris. All right. And now, here's a headline. Go, you know the, you know the thing. Emails we didn't get to. Dear genius Jesse, I like this guy already, Chris. I listen to almost all of your shows on podcast until I need to take a break from your brilliance. Everyone needs a break from others at some point, but don't worry because I always come back. Just wondering how you became a doctor and all if you didn't quite finish community college. <laughs> By the way, I just ordered my second set of Giza Dream Sheets from my pillow because my wife hogs all the cover all the covers. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, those Giza Dream Sheets. You get one, you're gonna get two. You just are. Um, look, it's difficult for me to explain how I became a doctor when I have less than three years of community college credits. I would break it down for you. I would break it down for you, but you wouldn't understand. You're not a doctor. Jesse. If you were to sit down and watch a game 
Who do you tend to root for in the Michigan versus Ohio State rivalry? Oh, I root for Ohio State because I know both my parents. I am a gay female. That's neither here nor there, but this is this ridiculous administration has gone so far as to make my personal choices like part of the Constitution. It's horrible. I don't have kids, but I can guarantee I would yank them so fast from any public-private school teaching CRT and transgender sexual preference to my child. That is the sole responsibility, responsibility of the parents if they choose to. This other thing about how the far-left idiots are now running scared from Twitter slash Elon and wanting to be the oversight from the government. What a bunch of hypocritical morons. Remember, it's not that they're hypocrites. I mean, they are, but they're not. They do believe they should rule as kings and queens. They think of themselves, this is the best way I've explained this, they think of themselves as the priest class. They're the priests. They should obviously rule and the people they rule, those will be the normal parishioners, the people sitting in the pews. And they, the priests, will hand out, you know, the communion wine and whatnot. But, but, you, you're a heretic. Now, what historically have religions done to heretics? Yeah, not good. The guy says, too funny. You mentioned how the White House or Congress is banning menthol cigarettes and then you followed up with, that'll help Joe Biden secure the black vote. Dude, way too funny. I love that you sell, said that. It just rolled off the tongue. That's unheard of in this day and age, but you called it as it is. Again, why is this controversial? That black people love menthol cigarettes. I don't know why that's controversial. That's something common. That's, see, this is what's wild about this day and age. Everyone knows the truth still. They just have decided there are certain truths you're not allowed to talk about. Look, Maybe I spent too much time, you know, just gabbing with my friends in the Marines. But when I was in the Marines, we were in the infantry. We had guys from every race, every culture out there. We regularly talked about this stuff. And we said horrible things to each other, the worst things in the world. And we would laugh and laugh and have fun. That's how normal people talk about this stuff. It's the people who are scared to talk about it. That's how you have to be wary of I don't, I, I refuse to live under these modern rules where there are all these things I'm not allowed to say. I'm not doing that. Yo, Jesse, if you could host a party with three people from history, who would they be and why? One, one would be Julius Caesar. With the exception of Jesus Christ, who Chris's people killed, Julius Caesar, I find to be the most fascinating human being in the history of the planet. I mean, he... On top of being a certified genius, like he could dictate multiple letters while writing letters. And like his mind just didn't work like other people. He was wildly charismatic. And he might be the best general ever. On top of everything else, the guy was an amazing general. Just a fascinating human being. They don't make very many Julius Caesars out there. Caesar would definitely be one. Oh, I'm doing this on the fly now. Two, I would kind of love to pick Genghis Khan's brain. Is that weird? I would love to sit down with Genghis Khan and just pick his brain. I, I, I want to know how his mind worked. I mean, you can say he murdered 40 million people, and of course that's true, but still a fascinating human being, a very fascinating human being. And third, who? one human being, one person, one person. You know, George Washington would be pretty cool to spend some time with. 
And it would be fascinating to see, you know, how much of the myth is real and how much of it is just myth because the guy's been mythologized and I love him. You know, he's one of my favorites, but all right. We are going to do this again. We're going to do this again on Monday, though, because I'm apparently out of time. That's all. Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.